Luke's gospel, um, we all need to make our journey to the manger, to this holy night. For, for many of us, this has been a really hard year. And you need to be here uh, to meet with Christ, to share in this sacrament, to worship Him, and to, and to be blessed by, to be fed by Him. Uh, for some of us, it's just been a frenetically busy time. And I just, you just need to be still. And I just need to be, be here again, sharing in this meal and saying, Lord, help me to be still before you, and would you fill me? For some of you, this is a great day of celebration. As you've been walking through this season of Advent, waiting for this day where we could celebrate again the goodness of God's plan, that he would send his only begotten son for us and for our salvation. Every year we make this journey to the manger. Now as we get to that manger scene in Matthew's gospel and Luke's gospel, out of all those witnesses, we see two very common responses from them and really there to be our responses as we come to celebrate this good news, as we come to celebrate the Christ. And the first you're already doing is worship. It's, it's on every page of the Christmas story. It's every response. Right before Christmas, when Mary runs to Elizabeth, you hear her worship saying, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. As we just heard beautifully read, uh, the angels were saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. When the shepherds leave the manger scene, they're glorifying God, talking and, of God and giving thanks to God. You know that when the wise men come, we know they're going to give three gifts, but what we forget is that's not their first response. These people who are from the outside, these people who are stargazers, who are Gentiles, they worship. They fall down and worship. And just a few days after Jesus' birth, Mary and Joseph will take him to Jerusalem as they are, they are required to do. And it's Simeon waiting in the temple area, and he gives thanks to God. It's Anna waiting in the temple, and she gives praise to God and thanks to God. We gather together to worship, to worship the one who came for us. But there's a second response we see in most of these witnesses, and it's this, a response. There's some kind of response. There's some kind of gift giving to the one who is the greatest gift giver. Let's be honest. You're already thinking about it. What am I going to get tonight? Or maybe it's tomorrow. What am I going to get tomorrow? That's been on your mind, no matter your age, just a little bit. I'm a dad. There's no excitement. I know what I'm getting, socks. That's what I'm going to get tomorrow. If you're a mom and you've got school-age children, you know the arts and crafts supplies are coming, right? I had a very good friend, a Methodist pastor. The first year of his marriage, his big gift to his wife was a gym membership. It was not a Merry Christmas. <laughs> Gift giving. It's what we do in response to the one who's gifted himself to us at Christmas. Now listen, at Christmas we get everything. Ultimately, it's one on Calvary, at the cross and in his resurrection. 
Freedom from sin and death. Heaven forever. Relationship with God. The love of God poured out on us. Forgiveness of sins as we'll celebrate tonight in this holy meal. But we get everything. He's here. And so there has to be a response. And you watch these witnesses of Christmas and we just see response after response. We know for the wise men, it's three very precious gifts. For Mary and Joseph, it's radical risk in their lives. Their reputations, their relationships, even their very lives. And it's also incredible faithfulness to do everything that the angel has said, to do everything the Word of God says you are to do for a firstborn son. They are faithful through everything. You look at Elizabeth. She gives up her time. She's pregnant. She's later in her pregnancy, but she not only gives up her time, she gives up her home and her encouragement, even though she's with child for three months. She says, Lord, you can have my schedule. And just a few days after Christmas, it's Simeon speaking a word of blessing over that family. And then Anna, uh, after she praises God, we find her going out and telling everyone about Jesus. What's your response? It's God who's initiated this grace. So there's, it's nothing we can do to merit that favor, but because we've been given that favor, how is it we need to respond this Christmas? Maybe it's like Anna. You've, you've been nervous to share your testimony, but after seeing the Christ child, Anna told everyone. Maybe it's Mary and Joseph's response, faithfulness, because of what Christ has done for me, I will risk for him and I will do whatever he says. Maybe it's like the wise men. Those gifts, if you've done your homework on them, were precious. What's precious in your life? And the Lord's been asking that of you. Would you give me that? Or maybe it's Elizabeth, her response. In our crazy culture, you can have my time, Lord. Here's my schedule. Take it. Who would you put in my life to encourage? How is it we need to respond to this great grace that we have been offered, to this great grace that we celebrate tonight? If you would take your bulletin with me before we share together in Holy Communion, we want to prayer, prepare our hearts and share together in giving thanks to the Lord. So let's share together in that prayer of great thanksgiving. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give our thanks to the Lord. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy are you and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which Christ gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to God, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. 
After the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to God, gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and cup. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. I'm going to invite those who are serving to come, and as they come, uh, I want to give you a couple instructions before we share together in this meal.